I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my spectacular co-hosts who are not as congested as I am. We've got the one and only Lord Seth Vilo. Hello, hello. Not congested at all. Hooray! Good for Uh you. Good for you. (laughs) It must feel wonderful over there. Yeah, it kind of does. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Yeah. And then we've, of course, got uh, the wonderful, as always, Shark Finnegan. Hello, hello. On and off congested, but I'm vibing. Yeah. Am I better than both of you? I think so for once. (laughs) For what? At least in the health department. Sure. You get to be. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, welcome to the Puckle <laughs> Podcast, by the way. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007, where we talk everything in the trading card, from the trading card game to the video game to everything in between. I am happy to be back in the chair. We were off last week because of a series of people being unavailable, including mm-hmm. myself and Seth, who went to Fort Wayne, so that was a good time. Mm-hmm. Which, at least y'all have something to talk about there, about how Heck the competitive yeah. was there. Uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of TCG... Even though the format's different, but... All right, no, the yeah. format was the new one. Oh, for VGC, you mean? Yeah, you got to, you got to see at least potentially see some people, some of the streams going on there. We did not, because Seth and I <laughs> were both... We had to play until round nine. We were busy being too good to drop, but not good enough to get points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll take it because it's like, yeah. I mean, in terms of regional performance for TCG, it was like, it was the best I've done, which was nice. Yeah. There were well, like 1,150 people, I think, in our age yeah. division in Masters, and yeah. you came in 303rd, right? Yeah. And you were only like, what, like 350 or something? I, I was like 376, I think. Yeah. You so weren't too far bad. behind. You were too far So it's behind. basically yeah. on tiebreakers, which that's fine. No, that's well, great. Yeah. It kind of, I think I, I was like, I technically had like one more point than Seth, but that was just because of the way like yeah. ties shook out. Mm-hmm. Because when you play the TCG, I don't know, you just expect to tie eight of your rounds. And yeah, you <laughs> really do. <laughs> you just expect to tie eight of your rounds. And uh, especially since like we were playing Gudra over, we were playing yeah. like the Gudra deck. It was like real bad because we're naturally a slower deck. Yeah. Yeah. We were just a yeah. slower deck. Granted, I think we were faster than some. Like, yeah. I, I will name two decks that were slower than ours. One was Reggie's and the other one was Lost Box. Yeah. Yeah. And it depends on the player, too, and experience. Yes. And a lot of the folks that I was seeing, I know you saw a couple, too. A lot of them, like, this is their first yeah. in-person thing, which is awesome, because that means that the 
whole entire scene and community and everything is growing and hopefully locals can kind of foster that. Yeah. I, I was telling uh-huh. you guys before the show, like, I'm absolutely terrified of this, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or at least the first one. The first one's going to be bad. I, I abs- yeah. Because the first one is going to be, everybody's going to go, oh my gosh, I've missed locals, and we're going to have a, locals like half the size of a regionals. Heck yeah. For 15 championship points. I'm excited. <laughs> you know, I'm terrified. I'm absolutely ter- Like, I want to go, but at the same time, I'm yeah. like, do I really just want to go slog through all of these people? <laughs> because it's not, I don't know, like, what's worse about locals is um, if you go to League, you end up seeing the same people all of the time, and it turns out a mm-hmm. lot of those people would just play one deck all of yeah. the time. And it, a lot of them, it's their pet deck, and they play, like, cars that are a little bit off that you wouldn't expect mm-hmm. yeah, and, you're just, and you're just like i just don't want to deal with this because it's not a real meta because i'm gonna tech this because i know this guy's gonna play this and yeah it's the difference between like big regional and local scene yeah but i mean it's good to understand the hows and the whys and you uh-huh. know maybe you can just use the mm-hmm. one deck like a good generic one online when you're practicing exactly. and then it does make it very difficult to practice. For a local, you make your modified one when you know you're going to beat yeah. up on that one person with that pet card. Nonetheless, yeah. it's exciting to see yeah. it coming back. I'm really hyped for it. No, no, mm. I, I am excited to be able to do it because this was the thing I was complaining about after Arlington, right? Right. It, is that yeah. you, like, I'm not so much excited for like the opportunity to get points or anything. One, I am also just excited to see like a way to gauge how I'm doing personally more regularly, right? Mm -hmm. Like it was really cool to see the improvement between November and I guess April. Yeah. And I I mean, I can definitely feel the difference, right? Yeah. I I was even telling you uh, because people don't like the TCG talk on the show anyway, but I've been playing (laughs) regularly ever since anyway and just having a time and i've been noticing that like i've been improving because i've been winning locals like very like leagues not like real heck yeah dude cups or anything you know i've been winning those like semi-regularly and i'm just like oh my gosh am i am i becoming like a decent player again Uh, am i okay at this well then like i started playing i started playing live again after a while and i started like i was i was getting stuck on the ladder though i was getting stuck on the ladder in december and I noticed when I got back on it, like, I wasn't getting stuck on the ladder. Like, I was moving up yeah. and up and up. And I, I remember I DM'd Seth and I go, I don't know if the people on live are getting worse or if I'm getting better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it could, we'll see. Because, I mean, I've actually finally started playing live. Ooh. Oh, I mean, man. I have. We're suckering everybody into the cards. I mean, this is obviously, this is an episode about the VGC, but... Yeah, I I mean, I was on the competitive, I was on the the TCG episode a couple weeks back, and we were talking yeah. about the new sets and whatnot, and I was like, that Arcanine EX potential, like, deck that I found was like, that had some, you know, that looked kind of fun, and that was literally the first deck that, when the Scarlet and Violet went live on TCG, that, like that that gave you they gave you most of that the only things you really have to kind of set up on is like maybe a few extra things like if you want the armor rouge engine to help fuel mm. your cards in there mm. and then Inte v just so that you have some actually like good pokemon to start to start the game with and i've been doing pretty good right now with it i've been quite pl- like that deck is a lot of fun and it's actually pretty consistent one yeah. of us. One of <laughs> us. One yeah. of us. So I've just been running that. 
I mean, I like playing VGC too, though. This is like a weird meta. I don't know. Like, I'm excited for this. Ever since the opening of, uh, like, ever since Gen 8, really, like, VGC has been really hard to wrap my head around. I think this one's still better because Incineroar didn't come back literally after, like, two months. <laughs> and oh, yeah. That, oh, my gosh. Please don't. You're going to kill me. You're going to kill me, Game Freak, <laughs> if you bring Incineroar back. I but, don't know. I don't know if... I guess, yeah, no, it's still going to be good. Okay. It won't be okay. as good. It will still be good. That's the problem. I can't... I'm like, I'm trying to say it's not good, but no. No, it's still going to be good. I've played a lot of VGC this week just to kind of get wrap my head around, like, where everything was. Nice. I didn't do well, but it's... <laughs> uh, no. But that's just because, one, I haven't been in the game for long enough to be like, yeah, I know exactly what's going to happen. I can't really predict stuff anymore right off the bat. I'm sure I could. Like, it, it's one of those things where it's just like, give me a week and mm-hmm. I, I'll be, I'll be riding the bike again. But yeah, it's definitely a different ball game because there's so many, like, Gen 9 specifically is just like, there are so many different toys that are fun to play. But mm-hmm. this, this all came back. And even the all- old toys get new tricks with Terra, yeah. giving yeah, them exactly. a exactly <laughs> mix and match, mixing and matching what's going on. I'm actually you. really, happy with the way that Terra is utilized here. It's almost like like in terms of a mechanic that or quote unquote gimmick that is good for the game, I think Terra is honestly one of the best ones. Like Z moves, let's like go put those in the trash. Those were terrible. <laughs> but and like Dynamax was good and fun, but it was a, it was essentially a requirement for every team. You had to Dynamax. Oh yeah. Like you were, you were ninety five percent going to Dynamax in every game, and in Terra, it's like it's like yeah, I could Terra. I don't know if I need to, but I could. <laughs> the mind games of Terra do a lot, and there's so many ways you can Terra, both offensively and defensively. Yeah. That it it gives you it's there's a lot more play that I think is exciting that at least allows things to consistently evolve. Yeah, because you can easily just like. Oh, you have this fragile lead Pokemon. I'm going to make a Terra Ghost now so you can't fake it out. And then I can just bop, bop you back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's been a good time. Or I can just instead go make it super offensive. Or I can just go resist my counterattack, you know, whatever. You know, yeah, there's so many little things you can do with these Pokemon, which is great. And there's never a wrong option. <laughs> Yeah, I've been having a good time getting back into it. Yeah, I never, honestly, whenever I Terra, I never feel like I made the wrong play. You know what I mean? I never feel like, oh man, I threw it because I Terra'd. <laughs> I've definitely thrown it for other reasons. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a few times you can Terra, like, slightly wrong, but, like, generally, like, I don't think there's really, like, there's not a bad re- reason to be most of these Terra types. And yes. when you do it, it, like, it just depends on what you think could happen if you get it wrong it's just because you predicted wrong but it's more of yep. an overall thing not necessarily like oh i shouldn't have teared this right away like mm-hmm. i should have teared something else no it's just more of just bad predict yeah which that happens i mean we'll get into it some more later but oh yeah we'll get into this detail We've got a whole topic about it what mm-hmm. who would have thought me. seth uh <laughs> who would have thought all right well i guess that's a good enough transition as any um, we've got some news to talk about, so let's go talk about some news and cue that epic music.
live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower. This just in. Welcome to the news. In the news, we've got a few things. First of all, uh, for a gift that nobody asked for, you can go to GameStop at the U.S. to celebrate the release of Scarlet and Violet TCG, um, and you can get uh, Flying LeChonk. Um, wow. I'll shop at GameStop again when pigs fly. Oh, well, oh, have we got boy. the deal for you. Oh, boy. <laughs> I think they're also giving out like a LeChonk card with a GameStop stamp. I feel like that lowers so, the value yeah. of the card. <laughs> right? Like, I, if you go to Best Buy, Shudder, um, you can uh, <laughs> you can get a uh, Scarlet and Violet stamp LeChonk as well. Yeah, it's weird. Actually, is it? Uh, the good news it is these aren't GameStop. What the heck? Yeah, I'm telling you. And, like, it's terrible, because, like, the one that's at Best Buy isn't, like, Best Buy stamped. Um, it's Scarlet it, it's Violet. It's Scarlet like- Violet, like, the proper Scarlet Violet set logo stamp, uh, which I think Weird. is fine. That looks better than the GameStop. It's just an aesthetic thing. I think the GameStop, like, the GameStop logo is literally just the red GameStop I, just stamped I also, on there, and it just looks yeah. weird with it, it looks like, bad. not having it, some sort of, like background to like yeah. kind of make it clear that it's a stamp hey, it just looks at like at least lechonk is a playable card because oinkalone is not that bad of a card you can I, use it in a de- watch it win a regional watch it It'd i great i think there's a chance it can win a regional but it's good that's an upward fight <laughs> like before yeah Oink- uh, before in x wins a regional it's gonna be uh it's gonna be maridon yeah yeah I'm with you there. I oh well. I don't know which one's more playable though. Which one is it? Which one would you play? Would you play the GameStop one that has oh, repelling I, odor as an attack? Absolutely. Or, just, or the I don't know the difference. The, the Best Buy one with there, 70 HP. There's a there's a third one though too. Um, this set there is another Scarlet Scarlet and Violet in terms of the Pokemon in it. I learned this because I let my wife collect the cards this time. Um, is <laughs> there? There are three of so many Pokemon. Oh yeah, that's right. That's that right. do not need them. Like, yeah, there's two Char Cadets, and there are two two Char Cadets. Um, there are three Flittle. Um, yeah, there are. I remember this at the kitchen are, table. Yeah, which th- number yes. are you missing? There are three. There are like two Smoliv. There's two Watrell. There's three Lechonk. Um, like this set is just artificially large. Um, yeah, Lechonk has like three cards though, and I think both of the ones that are being given out as quote unquote promos because they're not really promos um, are both the bad ones. I think <laughs> I, I have to double check. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to see. Like, I it's don't cool, think they're though, bad. I like, I think the the GameStop one like at least gives you an attack if you have to throw an energy on it. The other yeah. one has just HP, which is sometimes you just need the eight higher HP one because you don't want it to die. Yeah, no, you probably, like, I, okay, so if it were me, I would probably run the 60 HP one that neither of them are giving out, um, <laughs> that it, because it has collect. Oh, oh yeah, no, that, yeah, yeah no, you because run that one. Because it has collect. Um, yeah, no, you that, run that one. Yeah, no, they the gave one you the bad run. ones. God. Yeah, I would run the one that neither of them are giving you. Um, but that's just, that's just Oof. me. Okay, but either way. <laughs> Fun times. All right. Oh, what else is happening? Uh, Pokemon Stadium's coming out on the Nintendo Switch Online expansion pants starting on the 12th, and they woo, very clearly state woo. you cannot import Pokemon into this. Uh, so it is literally just for the minigames and nothing yes. else. 
You could rental yeah. Pokemon Speed and just like Did, play through it. And oh. I think that rental Pokemon are fun. I mean, obviously it's not yours, but you I, will, I, I, I you play will, with them a lot. You will hurt yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think the I've speed done it. I legit have done it with the rentals, going through and beating all the cups or most of the cups. It is very difficult. It but is, but you can do it. It is very difficult, mm. though. Mm-hmm. I, I think stream, using your own maybe Pokemon a potential is stream idea if I get if I have time soon. Who knows? Yeah, I I am one hundred percent going to do it on the N sixty four until. I, there is, there is, and this is something that exists. I kid you not. There is transfer pack like data in the emulator that they're using for NSO. We'll see yeah. when, if, and when things happen. No, no. So there, it's there. Um, I just, I just assume what's going to happen is like this is going to come out, and then maybe around like September they're going to be like red and blue are coming to the coming to the virtual console or it's not the virtual console NSO. Maybe they'll throw. And, maybe that'll be their Christmas or their winter game uh i don't know like i'm telling like i haven't paid for Aside the NSO expansion pa- i haven't paid for the expansion pass right because it's kind of a you know it's an upcharge like a crazy upcharge and yeah it's an upcharge if it's just for you i'm supporting a large group no i so i don't disagree never, with you not an issue for me <laughs> i don't disagree with you i just don't want to i don't know i don't want to deal with it um and like there needs to be a selling point and that would be my selling point it I, I, honestly as soon as fire emblem comes to the gba um oh, yeah. that will also probably push me over the edge but i mm-hmm. i if they go hey you can play red and blue on your switch and it'll import into pokemon stadium i will for like it there my money's gone it's in their pocket <laughs> like it's it's really bad i i'm that much of a shill but that that's my only opinion on that oh well but let's go uh, let's move on let's move on yeah. so i think we've got the next one Come with me into the world of Scarlet and Violet and speculation about Scarlet and Violet. And as of recording, it has not yet been confirmed, but this week's seven-star raid is looking to be some kind of Typhlosion and somehow possibly one that's weak to fire. I am just reading the script here, folks. I don't know but why yeah, basically, we think that. <laughs> the thought process, know. I think, right now for Typhlosion is that... We've we've gotten we've gotten Decidueye and, oh, and yeah. Samurott. We've got Samurott. So yep. who is missing of the Hisui starters? That's right, yeah. Typhlosion. That's fair. That's uh, fair. And what is Typhlosion's hidden ability? It is Flash Fire. So oh. Oh. I'm thinking. I think the initial speculation is probably Grass, just because Typhlosion's move pool is not deep. And so mm-hmm. I could see it just doing like a sunny day solar beam type of raid boss. Ew. And oh, sunny day. Oh, grass. Bring your fire types. What is everyone going to bring online? Going to bring yep. them fire Iron types hands. and just like and realize, yeah, no, nah, you can't do that, guys. Mm. You can't do that, guys. Yikes. Hashtag so that's yikes. my prediction, at least. All right. Yeah, we'll see. Mm. Uh, move on. Move on, shark. Move on. All right. This upcoming weekend, we have the European International Championships, so expect some high-level play, as well as look out for codes to get a Palafin as uh, for Scarlet and Violet, as well as an alternate art Miraidon EX and TCG Live. Ooh. So expect info. Probably you just have to come to the Discord or check 
or watch yeah, the streams we'll to get the code there. in time. Yeah, they tend to yeah. be only that weekend. So yes, by the do. time this airs, it's probably gone. That's actually probably true. We'll see. So, um, oh, local premiere events for the video game are scheduled to return in May, so you can go play your video game at a TCG store near you Woo! soon. Um, hype. And, yeah, I feel like that's kind of hype. I I don't know. Like those those kinds of events are very important. I think too for video game players. Yeah, I I think that's undervalued to a large extent because playing against somebody in person and even like for regionals and like a VGC setting is way different than playing it online, like on ladder. Mm-hmm. It's also the only scenario where you usually play like best of threes as well. Oh, when, yeah. Uh, because you don't do that online ever, right? You don't play best of threes online. And that's an important skill to pick up. Uh, yeah. Additionally... Additionally, like just staring at your opponent is also different. I mean, I uh, I've had like I've had some crazy experiences that like I can't tell on the show sometimes, but give them uh, the evil eye. Yeah, just uh, yeah, it, it's definitely a skill. Playing in person uh, is a skill that if you go to a regional and you get used to it, you will feel much more confident going into it. Mm-hmm. Hashtag do recommend. Um, TCG is a lot different because you have to play in person to use the cards. So it's a it's a different. Ex- we go to locals every week. Video game players usually don't go to locals. Yeah, and that's good that's, though. Yeah, no, it is good. I absolutely agree with it. Uh, all right, all right. Uh, I've got you, the next little. Yeah, little you got bit the next here. blurb. It's Scarlet Violet news, but also Puckle news. So, folks, the PFTT signups are live. They run through the fifteenth of this month. So you've got uh, till the end of this oh, week. But, yeah, yeah, till Saturday to. Um, Saturday the 15th to sign up. So come on and do that. It's a good old time. Oh, that includes Thatch. Thatch has to remember. Yeah, Thatch. Gosh. Yeah. 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 I'm awful. I'm awful. It's like, where can you learn about <laughs> some competitive double Pokemon? We're going to talk about it today and how easy it will be to beat Thatch. Um, Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to do that. It's going to, it's going to be a good time. I did remember, I do remember playing in the PFTT like two years ago or something. And mm-hmm. like, so I never try to win the tournaments. I always just try to have fun. Right. And then I like stumbled into the top eight. Um, <laughs> I don't know how. And then like, I, then I just like turned it on. I was just like, I'm like, okay, well I'm here now. I'm going to let everybody know that I'm not actually a joke and that I actually know how to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started bringing like teams that actually, I knew how they operated and worked con- like fluently and it went much mm-hmm. better for myself. But <laughs> Then I think somebody like Jeremy beat me, uh, which always happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. One day I'll get him. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, there's some Unite news, Shark. All for you. Uh, Lapras is scheduled to release this week on April 13th, and with Chandelure releasing later in the month. Wow. Yeah. So, yay, more characters. Exciting. Keeps going. It's never ending. It. It's not going to end until the Pokedex is there. Yeah, uh, that will uh, be... We got still... Probably another 800 or so Pokemon to go. Yep. Uh, speaking of Lapras, by the way, the Mystic Hero event at Pokemon Go is running from the 13th to the 17th and gives research for a Lapras wearing a Blanche accessory. Blanche yeah. is the leader of te- yes. of the Mystic team for yep. those who don't know. Wonderful. So, yeah, there's going to be a little story along that, so... Yeah. yeah. Keeping the Go news rolling because it's so riveting. Reminder that this 
uh, weekend, the Togetic Community Day happens. So if you are missing that for your dexes, go grab it. Yay. I think I forget Woo. what the move is. Uh, I don't but, know. Uh, yeah. Actually, I don't shark, know what the move is. Shark does not. I would okay. know. I would know. But yeah, I you'd be the guy know. to know. You would be the guy to know. I will figure that out. All right. Well, uh, in a second, while I talk about this kind of somber piece of news that it's fine, it's been rumored and it's finally committed to happening. Uh, the remote raid passes have increased in price. They are now 195 coins each, with a three pack going for 525. This is a stark wow. increase. As well, they have limited the amount of remote raids you can do in a day to five. I don't understand that entirely. To be fair, to be fair, um, I don't think there's many days other than like events where I've actually used more than five remote raid passes in a day. Yeah, yeah I really uh, don't know. And it's like, I, I don't know. Like, it, like this one, this one's surprising to me because I saw this was actually like a take that I kind of agreed with Joe Merrick on. Um, and usually I'm just like, Joe, you're talking a lot. Um, and I want, <laughs> like, I like, I appreciate Joe Merrick. I want to, I want to make that very upfront, but sometimes on Twitter, he likes to put his foot in his mouth, um, which is fine. That's his prerogative. Um, but go on. He did. I agreed with this tweet that he said, he's just like, he's like, I, he's like, I admire Pokemon Go's dedication to making people like go outside and actually go places even though it's obviously going to affect their bottom line because there are whales that are just like buying, you know, like 10 raid passes in a day and like chugging through all of them. Mm -hmm. um, and like this hurt, this hurts their bottom line. Cause like fewer people are going to buy raid remote raid passes. Then uh, honestly, like 525 is also like an inconvenient amount. Yeah. It's a weird amount that is like the 25, like yeah. you're capped right now. Like the thing is, is you're capped at 50 coins a day at most. Yes. You can really earn unless you buy it, but just having it 195, really? Yeah. I, it's so very weird. weird. It's so weird. The only good thing that I have seen from this is that remote raids are come, are at least put back into like, you can actually earn them for free in terms of mm. they're in your research breakthrough rewards. Yeah, that's oh, that's cool. Thing, at least. Oh, that's actually that's really least, good. That's good. Because uh, they used to give you free remote raids once a week back yeah. when COVID was a thing. That's but, essentially the yeah. same thing as long as you're playing the game. Like, you Which, get it. I'll take that. The only thing is, like, because you ha you only can have three remote raid passes in your thing, that just, that's how it's always been. If you have mm -hmm. three, it's converted to a the premium battle pass. Uh, well, so. Which is So fine. that means you just have I mean, to remote raid. You just have to at least commit to remote yeah, raiding, and at least you can... That pushes you to can, use them up. Yeah, exactly. I, so at least I find it very. Some. Yeah, I don't know. It's a really weird move by them. I don't know if it's just because they're actually dedicated to it, or they think they have some ulterior motive. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, um, I don't like, know. The one thing that was really good to that I heard this week, and this has nothing to do with Pokemon, but just like talks about companies that might be out of touch. Um, Wizards of the Coast had like a big D and D summit this week, where oh, they had like a God. lot of popular D and D creators over there. And um, so D and D's also been doing D and D directs, which I think is very funny that that they're just like straight ripping Nintendo. But mm -hmm. they uh, they recently announced like their next virtual tabletop, which is like you know you can play online with friends instead of playing at a table with friends, and, mm -hmm. which I think is probably a little bit better. But I can understand if you didn't want it. And uh, somebody asked them because the ad, they're all like all of the people that are using the computers are using these Alienware like top of the line laptops. 
And somebody asked oh, them, no. they, they no, they asked them, they go, will it be possible to play this game on not like, you know, $1,500 Alienware laptops? And, mm. and the representative goes, is that something you would want? <laughs> and I was just, what? and that just, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, and, oh yeah, my don't, gosh. Uh, not everybody has $1,500. Yeah. And so, but like, like but that's kind of oh, like, no. that's kind of like how Pokemon so, Go makes me feel right now. They're just somebody yeah. like they go, I just want to be able to raid a lot. I want to be able to remote raid a lot. And I just imagine Pokemon uh, going, is that something what? you would want? <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, and that, I just imagine that. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see how see. that goes. Um, speaking of, uh, locals coming back, um, local competitive go events are coming to North America. So you can go tap your phones at your local gaming store near you. That's fun. That's fun. There's going to, there's usually good groups, local groups. So yeah, you can have at least now more. I actually expect that to honestly possibly be better than like premier events for VGC in terms of attendance. Just because I, I there's a lot that. of there's a lot of close knit local groups, yeah, uh, for Pokemon Go. That's the big thing is that usually the groups are very like the dedicated local groups mm-hmm. are very big. In the yeah, they're very places. big, and so you can definitely get a good chunk coming into some of these places, which is good. Yeah, I, That's great. I could see them all being well. They all get together for like community days and stuff. I could totally see them being like, "Hey, let's get together for this tournament," you know. Hmm. Was like, oh, let's. Who wants to play Friday night? You know, and yeah, do some exactly. raids afterwards, and so like. Oh hey, my that's gosh, good. you're right. Yep, I absolutely agree with that. Uh, speaking of local events, I guess that's the TCG news too, Seth. Heck yeah! And local events for TCG are coming back, as we've said a couple times, mid-April. So check <laughs> yeah. the Pokemon event website to see local cups and challenges near you, and if your area has like a Discord server, I know that for Georgia we've got a like. Georgia Pokemon event Discord server thing that, you know, stores can go in and say, hey, we've got one coming. So check those kind of things. Look out for events. They're back. Yeah. Uh, like I, I think the first day for them is April 14th, which is the day Scarlet and yep. Violet officially in a rotation officially occurs. Mm hmm. So uh-huh. definitely check that out. I mean, if you want to, I mean, especially if you want to go play in these events, I, I kind of want to just to, I want, I, I want to be the jerk that's on their Twitter profile and puts like six out of 350. <laughs> uh, like don't, not even winning the event, getting like, you know, top, top 16 or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm almost there, guys. <laughs> guys, I'm on my way. Only yeah, 294 to go. Three hundred and forty four to go. <laughs> I'll get there in two months, I promise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And then finally, to end the news, uh, Puckle's Pokey prediction. As we get deeper into spring, we get closer to home's release. Last call. Do you believe so- Scarlet and Violet will support legacy move pools like Swish or do move resets like BDSP? Uh, I Please. hope it's like B- I hope it's BDSP move. I resets. think it's BDSP. Please wipe them. Please. That's what they should I'm do. Tired of Weavile being good. I don't want to see it anymore. I don't want it to cross my screen. I mean, that's what they should do. I think is just. I think so. Just just make it easy. Just because I I honestly am now in a believer that there will with home there should be backwards compatibility, and if this is the way to ensure there is. it, there is, then so be it. Yeah. No, you're like, correct. There actually can be because obviously there was a difference with Let's Go. There was a difference with Gen Seven, but Gen yep. Eight was the first one 
a true home generation. Gen 9 is the second one. So there should be the potential to send your Pokemon back. No, because I think that's the way they're talking about it. And this is the only good thing that could come of, like, the home Dexit fiasco is being able to be like, I caught... What's the Pokemon that's both in Scarlet and Violet and in... Uh, uh, Gyarados right now. Gyarados. I want to be able to catch a Gyarados in Scarlet and Violet, and I want that thing to be able to go to Scarlet or Sword and Shield. I want to go to Sword and Shield. I want to go to BDSP. I want to go and uh, is it in Legends? It should be a Legends Arceus. Yeah, it's Legend Arceus. I wanted all all four games. I want my Gyarados in all the games. So yeah, just catch the shiny one or catch a shiny Alpha. Exactly. Alpha one in PLA, bring it to Swish, play it in Swish, bring it to BDSP, be BDSP, and then bring it to. No, I believe, I believe if we're gonna, uh, if we're gonna have called the decks every gen, we should be able to bring it wherever. Exactly. You know what I mean? It should be able to go between all of the games. All Uh, the games it's legal in. Yes. Yes, it should. I firmly believe this. All right. Well, that's going to be it for the, what's it called? The, the new segment this week. It's a long one. We're going to go ahead and we're going to kick it on over to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Oh, hi, and welcome to the Pokey Quiz the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark from the Dunsparce Gang, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. Welcome to the Pokey Quiz. Thank you for that introduction. Our first question today, guys, is going to come to you from the once and future gamer. Which is the only city which contains a Pokemon Center, but the center is not the default destination when flying to that city? Uh, ooh, what a question. Uh, actually, I understand this question now, and I do know the answer. Uh, this, uh, so, uh, Repeat the first part of the question, or just repeat the question, just to make sure I get, um, yeah. make sure which, I didn't miss something. Which is the only city that contains a Pokemon Center, but the Pokemon Center is not the default destination when flying to that city. So when you fly to that city, you show up to a different building. Oh, I think I know the answer. Oh God, what's the name? Of what it? Are you, I just have to what think through feeling? if that had a Pokemon Center or not. I'm pretty sure it does. And I'm thinking, oh well. Actually, I have to think. Uh, do you did you play Black and White too, Seth? Yeah. Uh, is there a Pokemon Center in the very first town where you're? Because um, your home is because Black and White too. That's the one where you have your your homes in that town, and there's the Pokemon Gym in that town. Right. Which I'm trying to remember if there's a Pokemon Center in that town as well or not, or is it in the huh. next town? That's where I'm trying to decide. I don't know if it's. Well, you said I the feel town like it's something like it. that, yeah. where it's like uh-huh. uh, your whatever the gate the answer is, it's one where it's the Pokemon you Center know the is name in a of that town, town with the ho- with your home in it. Yeah, that's fair. my thinking, but I don't know. My first thought my, is the black and white too, but my gut for some reason went to Setopolis City because I feel like it's on one side of the lake and 
most everything else is on the other side of the lake and you have to be able to surf to it. I I don't know if that's correct, but that's that. I know Setopolis is weird. That's not a bad thought either. I'm trying to think, because where would you, where do you would you spawn in or maybe like Ever Would you spawn City? in front no. of the gym? Or I don't where remember. What other place? I'm probably Pokemon that one. Because if you're not in front of a Pokemon Center in Setopolis and you have to surf, then if you don't have your surfer, you're trapped. So I think it would have to be where the Pokemon Center is. Yeah, that one, yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, the logic has to be, at least, it has to be walkable. Or you can fly to another city. I don't know. I'm trying to think. What other place? Because if Gen 8 doesn't... Oh, wait. Uh, Is that... Is it literally the Gen 8 first town? Gen 8 first town? Do you... Can you fly... Uh... Or is it? No, I'm so no, bad no, at no, cities, mind, especially no, in modern no, games. That's not it. That's I, not it. That's I, not okay, it. I don't need the exact name, but if you give me the town, I'll take. Or give me whichever uh, one, I'll take it. Uh, I'm still defaulting. I think I'm gonna have to default to. That's not that one. I'll, I'm gonna. All the I'm other gonna lean into you for this. There. Yeah, I'm gonna lean into you for this one because I do not know. I'm gonna very go well ahead and say head. the black and white two starting town. I'm blanking on the name. But it's obviously the first town with with the normal type trainer school. That town that is spawning. called that yeah. that town is called Aspersia City, and it is correct. Heck okay. yeah! Because you actually Woo! fly to your home instead of the Pokemon Center in Aspersia City. Asper- um, black and white and black and white two are like the last games that actually did something really cool and tried to do like world building lore type stuff. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Then ever then they like went into remission because nobody bought it and they were scared. And as they should we, have been, and then we got they very were fools. Then we got vanilla Pokemon again in X and Y, which Thatch is a sucker for, by the way. Um, <laughs> and really hated it. Uh, it was like the first time they did like Gen One shilling too, and <laughs> I was like, "This is great." Um, this is and, before it became too much, and Charizard is yeah, everywhere. This is uh, your fault. Was, <laughs> no, like Gen Gen Six, I was like, "Wow, this is really great." They're paying a lot of homage to Gen One. This is really cool. It feels good to be a longtime Pokemon fan. And then it ha- it just didn't stop. Can't I'm stop, like, won't stop. Yeah, you guys can stop the Gen 1 shilling. It's Charizard great. gets its own form. It's yeah. independent of anything else. Who bought the other starters? We have no other starters. Exactly. Only Charizard. Can only bring Charizard into Scarlet or into Galar region. Well, yeah, who are Squirtle um, Bulbasaur? Gen who? 10 has 50 new Pokemon mm-hmm. and Charizard. Exactly. That's the Dex 51 Pokemon. Oh, right. Well, your next anyway. two question is going to come to you guys. Uh, we're going to is going to come to you from Zachary. And I think you can guess the theming of this question. Um, I have a hunch. What move in the mainline Pokemon games has the highest chance of inflicting the freeze condition? Um, um, Blizzard when used by a Serene Grace Pokemon. Got him. <laughs> um i mean that one is like to be fair Bl- blizzard i'm pretty sure is a 30 percent chance and no, i have they're all literally it, they're blizzard all is a move that has caused double freezes multiple times at fort wayne i have seen video evidence of it and it was funny <laughs> i'll back-to-back turn to double freeze so i would not this be surprised it's stream, just bl- i got a i got a blizzard freeze and i just rage quit i was like <laughs> did you <laughs> I was like, it, it was, so like, it was, it was like Murkrow, or no, it was like a support mouse hold and an annihilate oh. on the field, and they clicked Blizzard, and one, they hit both. 
um, wow. followed up by the freeze on the Annihilate turn one. And I was like, okay, well, I don't want to play this game anymore. <laughs> uh, you got it. You got the thir- you got the nine percent chance I've lost, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's less than nine percent. I you do the math. It's like seventy percent chance to hit, and then oh, yeah, another ten percent. It it's th- like. 70%. <laughs> And then it's a 10% chance to freeze, and I'm like, well, okay. And then it has to be the one that needed to be frozen, because if the mouse hole was frozen, it would have been fine. Mm-hmm. It was dumb. So, I, I feel like the actual answer to this question, it, I, it's not Blizzard, because all the ice moves like that are 10% chance. I think uh, Blizzard was 30, because, but it Mika maybe used to be wrong. in Gen 1, but I am firm. I am firmly confident that it's just 10% right now. Um... I believe the answer to this might actually be try attack. No, try attack is ten percent. It's ten percent. Try attack, I know for a fact is ten. It's it's ten percent for a secondary effect. It's like thirty percent, but then each of them is divided equally, so it's basically ten. It's not. I don't think it's try attack. I think it. I really think it's Blizzard still because I think there's most of them are ten, but unless it's like freeze shock, where it's like or the like, signature move of like of. Uh, Zekrom. Uh, no, that's ten Zekrom, as well. If anything, or... and I think those burn, or one of them does burn. Bird freeze, burn, burn freezer, burn. I don't. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's the. Um, what's the other Kiram? What's the dire claw? Is that some random twenty percent chance of something? I don't know. All right, guys, I'm gonna need the answer. Uh, or is it like is freeze dry? No, freeze dry is ten. Freeze dry ten. I'm. I know that from Kiram fights. I'm gonna need an answer. Mm-hmm. I'm. Trying to think of what I'm, I'm, signature moves are. It's probably it's they're all ten. <laughs> Freeze is such a lethal status condition. They've made it all ten, unless you do some weird things, like I said earlier, with a like, serene grace blizzard, twenty percent chance. <laughs> I'm gonna need the answer. Uh, let's go with yeah, blizzard. Let's just go with blizzard. I don't think it's right. Blizzard but hit me. is incorrect. The answer yep. is secret power in the snow or hill. <laughs> Yep, okay. Um, because it actually gives you a 30% chance to freeze. Yep, because it's just the secondary effect. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, all other moves are 10% apart from tri-attack, which is, like Shark said, it's actually a 6.67% chance to freeze because mm-hmm. it's 20% chance of status divided by 3. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, all right. Well, unfortunately, you guys got that one wrong. Your next one is your Pokedex entry question, though. And this one is going to come from the trivia master himself, Liger. It's Pokemon Sword and Shield entry state. Yes, the, yes, both. They are so good. <laughs> so that's in parentheses <laughs> by the man who puts together the trivia document. Gazing at its luminescent spots will quickly induce a hypnotic state, putting the observer under its control. It's said that this Pokemon's hypnotic powers played a role in a certain history-changing events. Who's that Pokemon? What? Um. <laughs> okay. Uh. Hypnotizing uh, spots. Uh, what? <laughs> what Pokemon? Gazing have? at its luminescent spots will quickly quickly induce a hypnotic state. Putting the and what game is it under, from again? This is from Pokemon Sword and Shield. He just shoved them both Sword, together. Sword uh, and Shield. It said that this Pokemon's hypnotic powers played a cer- role in certain history changing events. Who's that Pokemon? Uh, what? Who has spots? Luminion. Don't go spiraling. <laughs> no, that no. one's not in Switch, sadly. It, yeah, I know. That Don't would go have been... spiraling. Uh, um, uh, 
I just keep picturing this one stupid fish from Subnautica. It's not that. I know it, but... Lantern doesn't it. have spots. Otherwise... Lantern doesn't hypnotize uh... or change history. <laughs> what? <laughs> um... Why are these so difficult this week? What the heck? Uh, okay. How many buildings were in Twinleaf Town? Four. Four. <laughs> Dang it. Um, <laughs> got, got you good. Got, got him. Good, yeah. Got him. Okay, I actually have to look that up while you guys try to figure out this Pokemon. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's probably four. It's a starter town. Probably the lab, two houses, and a misc building. And other the place where everyone else in town lives. Exactly. The commune. What has spots? I'm just... I'm just what has blink. hypnotic spots in Sword and Shield? The fact that it's the entry for both Sword and Shield either means that no, it's no, a no, previous it's, gen no, no, Pokemon... No, 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 It's both Pokemon. It's, bo- it's both games. They just shove them both together. Yeah, it's just something that's in one in Sword and Shield. That's all it is. It just needs to be a Don't, second I wouldn't read too far into it other than this is the entry. Oh. He just wanted to give you both Swords and Shields at the same time. Oh, oh, so he he spliced them together? Yes. Okay, so it's not like the same text from one and the other. No. Okay, so one says it has hypnotic spots, and one says it altered history with hypnosis. So, um... Stop, you're spiraling, uh, Seth, you're spiraling. uh, Oh! No, I'm I'm not spiraling. What about UFO Attach that that spiral energy. Oh, because that's a psychic type. That's from Sword and Shield. Sure. That seems... Orbeetle? Yeah, Orbeetle, yeah. Yeah, attach your spiral energy. I mean, I don't have anything else. That's the only thing I can honestly come up with that's like... I was just trying to go through psychic types, and that was just one that just like... Good with me. That works. The alien bug has altered history, yes. Orbeetle is unfortunately incorrect. Dang it. Darn it. Uh, the next entry you're going to get is going to be from Ultra Moon, and oh, it no. reads, okay. It flashes the pattern on its torso to control its prey and draw them in. The what? edges of its fins are supremely sharp. Fins? It is a fish. <laughs> so we were all on the fish train early, and then we abandoned the fish. Cure your status what with a spiral fish? energy. Attach spiral energy and cure your status conditions. Uh, that's, that's for you, it, So it's a rapid strike. Got it. <laughs> Um, fish, and it has sharp fins, so it's not octelery. Is it a reference to what is fi- a sharp finned hypnotic something that altered history? It's not. What? Bru- uh, it's not Bruxes. It's not why can't I think lantern. of it? Lantern doesn't have sharp fins. I, don't think. I gave you the best hit in the world for this set. And did if you, you really? You really did. Out, is it? Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Come on, yes. dude. That's all yes. you. Yes. I don't is know it, what it is. But. Is it? Is it Malamar? Oh yeah, Mal 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 oh, Malamar probably works. Maybe I could buy Malamar, but that's it's a- got sharp fins and spots and hypnosis. It fits I'm, all the criteria. I'm going to lock it in. I can't think of anything else. Malamar. Yeah, Malamar, Malamar is correct. Yay! Thank God. <laughs> that, uh, it was a rapid energy. strike Pokemon. <laughs> Dang <guess>. it! <laughs> all right. Well, this wow. next question. Uh, because of the way you guys are doing, two for three, um, <laughs> I'm gonna yep. let you get up to um, up to four points here. Hey, um, let's go. Uh, this is gonna test your knowledge of the move Scald today. Oh, oh rip and boy. Pee Scald, rip and pee. This is gonna be from Jeremy. 
what four fire type Pokemon get scald? And this is just not, I I believe, exclusive to Gen uh, to Gen nine. Yeah, not even Gen eight. It's not exclusive to Gen eight. It's just in general. Oh, just in general. What, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what what four fires two. get scald? Four fire types go have ahead. gotten scald. What are they? Please be a different two than I have. Go ahead. Uh, Volcanian. Crap. It's still the only one. <laughs> yes. It, based yeah. on data mines, now. it is the only one to get it. Still. Yep. It is correct. Colossal is number two. Oh, yeah. That is yeah, also okay. correct. And the other and, one is the stupid pig starter that I can't think of. Oh, Embor, right. Yes. Embor. Uh, Embor. Yeah. That is That's, three. There is one more. You do have the hint. Uh, we might as uh, well. Uh, do you want to do it here or you want to do it on stats? Uh, give me a minute to think of it. Is there any other fire? Uh, do we have any strikes? No, actually, you have no strikes. Oh my! Do we get? Can we use strike? Do we get? Oh strike? yeah, 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 yeah. The strike system okay. always applies. Yes. Uh, I'm Shardisac, not a Vikini is a possible one, but I uh, don't think so. Maybe be- just because it's a it's the mythical syndrome. It's a pixie. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm good with. Let's just throw it at the wall and see if it sticks. Victini. Victini. Nope. Strike ah, one. Dang it. Uh. Colossal was a good one. I didn't think of that. Yeah, um, I just like it happens to be like the one thing that I thought going into like terastalite. Give it terastal yeah. water. It could actually use scald. Turns out it can't use. Yeah, I mean I'm good cashing in the hint. I guess we can we can. I mean trust try that you can do it the on, the multiple, on the other one. Then yeah, we can cash in the hint. Yeah, yeah. Hit me. This is a Gen Eight Mon with a Gigantamax form. Oh. Okay. Another Gen 8 fire type with a G-Max form? G-Max fire, specifically. So we said Colossal. The other G-Maxes are Charizard and um, Centiscorch. Cinderace. Probably Centiscorch, then. Yeah, it's probably Centiscorch. Can bugs spew hot water? When they're they're super hot, yeah. Yeah. That thing is really Um, hot for a piece of baby. Are there other fire G-Max babies? I can't think of any other than Cinderace. Cinderace. <laughs> I did say that. <laughs> and Centiscorche and Charizarde. <laughs> so I, yeah, I think it's it's got to be Centiscorch. I don't think it's. Uh, I, I I'm pretty sure we would have have talked about using Cinderace with Scald before. Yeah. I know we talk about using Electroball with it, but not Scald. So, yeah, I'm good with I'm good with Centiscorch I'm down with Centiscorch. We probably forgot something. Final answer, Centiscorch. That is correct, Centiscorch. Yeah. There you go. What a weird... What? <laughs> That's, that was 4.6 six for 4. That's where you're at. All right, your next question is your base stat question, as always. This one's going to come to you from the Wanson Future Gamer. Yeah. Uh, which fully evolved fire type has the lowest base defense of all fully evolved fire types? Lowest defense fire type. Fully evolved. Cinderace. <laughs> Cinderace comes to mind. Yeah. yeah. That is Cinderace. That it, so, fully evolved fire type. Uh, With the lowest base defense. It ain't Arcanine. Cinderace. I could go Hound <laughs> Doom. Ooh, it's that's an a good interesting one. one. Just being that low, like frail thing, and just being a Gen two, I have low stats. Wah, Pokemon, because Gen two was bad. Oh, oh, oh! 
Darm is not a terrible option either. Oh. I know that thing is frail as frick. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. I think it's only p- potential, like, bulk at all comes from its high HP stat. That's a good one. I think that's probably the best. I feel I feel better about that one than Houndoom, just a smidge more. Yeah. I think just because I know that one's like 55, 55s and some of those stats. Yeah. So. Houndoom's probably, I feel like, 70. That's what I feel like is that. I mean, otherwise, terrible stat like Talonflame, but I know you use that defensively enough, so it has yep. something. That's also 75, it's, 80-ish. Um, yeah, I'm good with yeah. Darmanitan. That feels really good. Yeah, let's go with it. Lock in. Which one do you go with? Uh, Darmanitan. Darmanitan is correct. Yeah. Hey. It has a base 55 defense, um, followed up in, uh, in Losersville in terms of defense for fire types. Our, our favorite fire type that is bad, Flareon. Oh, uh, yeah. Followed all of its uh, attack. It's also, that's tied with, uh, Iron Moth at 60. Um, oh, right. yeah. And then there's also Simiseer down at 63. What Pokemon is that? I don't. Yep, I I haven't seen Simiseer on the Switch yet, so it's okay. <laughs> I haven't seen it on the Switch yet, so it just doesn't exist as far as I'm concerned. All right, that is uh, that gives you guys seven points. So that's uh, that's a considerable amount. And Shark has forced me to update it with everybody's point totals. So <laughs> he held me at gunpoint, guys. He held me at gunpoint. <laughs> You kept asking. I gave I you the points you missed. He I just know. had this remoraid and it scared him. <laughs> yeah, Shark's holding remoraids, pointing them at my head. All right, in first place, considering that he just told me how many points he had, uh, Shark, Shark with 19. Wow. Um, uh, Amazing. In, in second place, we've got Sublime with 17. In third, Whimsicott with 16. Tied for fourth, we've got Linian and Seth Vila with 14. In sixth, we've got Basket with 12. Seventh is a tie between Mark and Claude with eight. Jushiro is in ninth with six. And our Sigma and Shamu are tied with five. First one to 40 gets it. Whoever Woo-hoo. gets it uh, does Woo. it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Until next time, we're, or until next week, we'll be back with more Poke of the Episode. But until then, we've got the topic. And welcome to another review of the podcast. It's Slaps from Fat Pat 1988. Five stars. I began listening to the podcast back in Gen 5, right before X and Y released. At the time, I felt it was okay. Fell out of Pokemon for a bit around Gen 7 and only recently came back. I came back to the podcast as well, and I have to say I've, they have really grown into something spectacular. I thoroughly enjoy the structure and content of the show. At this point, in my opinion, it is easily the best Pokemon podcast out there. Well, thank you for that, and I do agree we've grown. But if you want to have your review read on the show, go ahead, leave it for us, and we're definitely going to go ahead and have it read on the show. But until then, we're going to kick it on over to the topic. Welcome to the topic. Our topic today is competitive Pokemon uh, in terms of VGC, not TCG, um, and all of our misadventures. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to let Seth take it from the top, though, because we're going to quickly go over singles and the status of singles, but then we really want to just like dive into some VGC discussion. Um, it's yeah. probably going to turn into a lot of like how to VGC, quote unquote, um, and just how Thatch's experience trying to get back into it this week. Yeah, with PBFTT coming up, I think it's going to be very fun and useful to try to do that. And so come on the Discord if you want to learn more and play with us. Yeah, and give you my hot takes. Yeah. My hot takes. But yeah, go go ahead, Seth. Take her away. Let her rip. 
You betcha. So the last competitive episode that we had was March the 10th. So I'm going through the announcements of things that have happened since then. First of all, new tier movement means new tiers have formed, and Hariyama was quickly banned from Scarlet Violet RU, so it's no longer there. Um, it's implied here that it was for from a council vote, real quick. That thing is scary when you get a belly drum, and just in general, it's got good attack and prior, like fake out, decent priority stuff, so it doesn't surprise that if it, 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 it can be a menace in low tiers if the meta is not mm-hmm. set up for it. And speaking of menace in low tiers, we have PU tiering actually happening now. And Oracorio Pau form, the psychic one, was banned because it quickly gets out of hand with Quiver Dance and Revelation Dance. Poor Oracorio. <laughs> Revelation Dance is weird because Revelation Dance and Terastalizing is real freaky. Oh, it's no, it's great. It's great. It becomes your terror type. Yeah. So you're basically, Oriokorio is a mono-flying Pokemon, except for your base pal, well, your base form, whatever it is, you get the, the Revelation Dance is that stab, or you get your terror type and it becomes that stab, mm-hmm. mm. which makes it funny. It's really funny playing it in Draft League. I actually legitimately have seen it do very well in an Ubers League where just one Quiver Dance off and uh, it does not get stopped. Yeah, it's very so it's funny. weird. <laughs> so not surprising to see it both banned and then also it did move up to NU because of it's a good mon. Mm-hmm. Makes sense for sure. So then a couple other suspect tests happened in the later part of March. One was the suspect test in OU for Walking Wake and it survived. It is still OU. You still see it walking around. It did not reach the super majority to ban it by quite a large margin. Uh, I guess over the course of the suspect test, a lot of people's opinion changed and it became like, oh, okay, we can counter this actually. So it remains. The other thing is Ubers had their first suspect test seeing if Moody needed to be banned because things like, of all things, Scovillain were absolutely tearing up the tier even without the evasion boost that Moody no longer provides. But yeah, it was freaky and... So that was banned with a 78% ban. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, no, they really was like, nah, nah, man, you can't use Skull Villain no more. Tired of this. Yeah. Okay, Moody with Skull Villain, though, is dumb. It is dumb. It's very good offensively, and with Subseed, is very good. And I think part of it was like you could use the sun to, to really ensure you got a sub off real fast and let you kind of fish for a couple of good moody boosts before the sun went away something like that yeah i mean skull villains what i think it's base 100 is one of the faster chlorophyll users in the game oh wait no it wouldn't have chlorophyll it would have moody what am i thinking oh wait what am i talking about yeah i can't do what am i thinking i don't know anyway but yeah moody is fun it's good you're right it can't use both dirt yeah it's bad and banned in ubers it's gone uh, and the final actual formalized tiering action is Toxtricity has been banned from RU via a suspect test. So they got through one, they completed it, and Toxtricity is no more. Understandable, because it's a boom burst button. Uh-huh. <laughs> so as far as other things happening, um, Ubers does not have one going on, I believe. Give could be wrong. Yep, Ubers does not have one going on, OU does not have one going on, and there isn't really a resounding opinion on what even needs to be looked at at the moment. Things like Garganical are basically a non-issue anymore, so 
That's good. Um, other things that people are looking at is Volcarona, of all things, because it's people are figuring out all the different terror types that you can run with Volcarona and really throw off what can stop you. So even some Terra Dragon Volcarona has started showing up, but it's starting to become more and more manageable a little bit just with um, being able to kind of look at the team structure and better predict what it's going to be. So Volcarona's a little bit more manageable. The other thing that has just shot off like a rocket in OU is King Gambit. Oh yeah, I think that thing has evolved to be the big steel type over Goldengo lately. Well, forget big steel type, the big thing. Like if you look at the viability ranking things in OU, there are two S ranks, Great Tusk and King Gambit. The others are S- minus with Dragapult and Volcarona. But yeah, King Gambit is arguably as good as Great Tusk at the moment. So it's wild. And it's also partly due to Terra because it's weird. It can go Terra Fire to keep from being burnt. It can go Terra Flying, which I think is one of the more common, to just completely flip its weaknesses around and still just be a monster. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's the uh, general consensus right now. I don't see any other... Um, big things happening there were some tier shifts that occurred this the, the beginning of this month or at least some trends yeah mostly the new the newer mods that got added are slowly making their way down uh, like you know decidui got added in and iron leaves got added in but they did not make the impact in OU, so they're slowing down yeah yep they're dropping down where they should be yeah samurai's probably going to come down next month it just got released too late to be counted so it's still an ou mm-hmm. for now one thing I did see in the little graphic for the tier changes for April that I'll like kind of make your eyes kind of like do a double take on uh, from PU to NU, which is obviously, yeah, it's low tier, but it's a little shift up. Uh, Hisuian Zorua. Zorua, not mm. Zorowark. Not Zorok. Zorok is still an OU, but Zorua, huh. the little baby. I can believe that with like just with imposter. I feel well, not imposter. Oh, my gosh. The yes, that ability uh, illusion. The the illusion, yeah, that's it. But I mean, its stats, it's it's got good speed. It's got good spatak. It's actually still decently viable, albeit fragile without an eviolite. But it can, <laughs> you know, it can do the same things that Papa Zorar can do in the low tiers, where there's not as big scary things. So I was yeah. like, okay. That's kind of fun to see. You get a little tricksy games down there. I might have to try that out. Yeah, but I mean, you talked about it on the last episode with the Pokemon of the episode with the with Zerua. So yeah, in Little yeah, Cup, fair. Yeah. The other thing that people are more and more excited for are the whispers of whenever home lands, what's going to happen, what's going to change, and um, some things are like could Hisuian Samurott actually stay OU because it's got a decent enough typing. Ceaseless Edge allows it to set spikes, which is cool. Um, Heatran will put Volcarona's Reign of Terror to a hard stop. Uh, not if Terror gra- Ground says anything about it. But it forces it to Terror Ground. So it, it at least limits it down to what it can do. Like, this is all kind of hypothetical and everything. But, you know, it's it's whispers and things like that of every now and again, the conversation goes towards what could happen when home drops. And it's all back to like the the moveset wipe as well, if that's still going to occur or if they're going to change the coding somehow so it doesn't. So, yep, that is the singles update. Not a terrible amount of things happening other than just tears still settling out, new Pokemon still settling out, that sort of thing. So, ta-da! Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. 
All right. So VGC time, right? We're going to we're going to yeah. we're going to move into VGC. So this is my adventure into VGC because I've been playing it on and off, right? Mm-hmm. We just got back from regionals this week. And I'm like, you know what? This is a good week to figure out VGC because we're going to talk about it. Also, we just did – well, we didn't do poorly. But, you know, it's one of those things where Top like third. you don't – yeah, yeah, where you don't get the points and you're just like, we should just play VGC instead. And you flip the table, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, <laughs> they only had 500 players. We could have done this, you know. We could have been a, we could have been a contender. <laughs> they only had 500 players. We had 1,000. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I was playing around just trying to do something different because I, VGC works different brain muscles, I think, than TCG. A hundred percent, yeah. Though the uh, tactile feeling of shuffling is very nice. <laughs> uh, I was going ahead and I'm like, okay, let's do this because Regulation C just started. Let's get into it right now at the top of Regulation C because honestly, my biggest pet peeve with VGC right now is that the meta changes every two months. That's true. Yeah, by the time you have a good, like, bread or cot or EV or whatever team, it's time to do it all again with different stuff. It's not It's not even that, like, you have a team ready. It's just that the meta, like, I'm, I've been very surprised with how much the meta has changed with each iteration so far. Because we're on, we're on Regulation C. Thank God they changed the name so I can un- actually understand what's going on. Yeah, between that and mm-hmm. Seasons, yeah. And, uh... Yeah, see, yeah, Seasons, Series, mm-hmm. everything. It, it's very frustrating. And so... I, I'm like, okay, let's do it. Let's get into it. Let's actually focus on it because I couldn't really get into what would have been known as Regulation B uh, because by the time I had started getting into it, it was like almost over. And then when I got into Regulation A, it was like ending and I had figured it out at the end. So, uh, which is very frustrating. It's just very frustrating to like finally feel like you're making some progress and then kind of get like pushed two steps back. Yeah, because I think there's definitely a big shift from A to B just because the Paradox Mons are just very powerful, and so they are warping. And with this one, there's fewer Pokemon added in Regulation C. The big things are that now we got the four tre- uh, Treasures of Ruin Pokemon. Okay, but the problem is, like, those are really good Mons, because if you actually look yeah. at the Pika, if you look at the Pikalytics for it, yep. all of them are over, I kid you not, all of them are over... 30% usage, I believe, with the exception of Wochien. Other than a good one. Well, but even then, Wochien's at like 17%. That's not low. <laughs> Just on the Switch, the Switch numbers that they have, yeah, all all four of them are in the top 10. Uh, Wochien there is number nine between Iron Bundle and Glamora. But like, I think Wochien is kind of, yeah, it's just kind of teetering. Wochien requires a little bit more finesse. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, than uh than the rest of them. So I think it's easy. I think it's way easier to drive like Chiyu or Tinglu. Um, I like that's my honest opinion. Chien Pao is big hits hard. Yeah, Chien Pao is just like here's Weavile. Here's Weavile, but but better because this one still gets all the good gets all the toys. Yeah, exactly. Yuck. Yeah, and then Wo Chien's just Wo Chien. Live Wochen reaction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. Why does it have 70 speed? I think Fluttermane's still at the top because Fluttermane's good. Yeah, we've had two tournaments thus far that happened back to back. We had the Fort Wayne going just a hair behind Sydney. But so you got 
I'm just looking at these top eight teams and literally the first Pokemon in 15 out of 16 teams is Fluttermane. So yeah, no, it's the best. It is still just the best Pokemon in the format right now because Ghost Stab and Fairy Stab basically have very limited checks. And so... And 135-135 is ugly. Yeah, 135 is the speed of the format. I You don't see Pulse much, so really your speeds are... The fastest things in the format are uh, Fluttermane, Chien Pao, and Iron Bundle. Iron Bundle's kind of lost a little bit of favor recently. We'll kind of see how... it's. But I mean, it still was in the finals team. Uh, Joseph Ugarte used it in Fort Wayne pretty well, so... So I'm not, I'm definitely not, like, I still think that's the kind of the speed benchmark of the format. So yeah, everything has got to be built around Fluttermane right now. Yeah, it, Fluttermane's just very good. I mean, so even then, so part of my story, like, cause I, I don't think I'm going to be able to give a very accurate overview of the meta currently because it's been a week. It's honestly probably still developing to some extent. Yeah, literally these formats changed the moment these tournaments started. So these were freshly built and they're still evolving, I'm pretty sure. So yeah, yeah. it does not surprise me. Yeah, so it's definitely all still evolving and it's uh, it's definitely interesting in that regard. So I I kind of just want to go into my experience of like how to get into VGC, which I think is probably going to be more valuable than me just rambling off like me talking about matches absolutely i would i would appreciate it <laughs> personally well i'm gonna be honest to you seth i think it's gonna like this is like this is a story without an ending right uh-huh. that's pretty much where it's gonna go because like i said this week i go i'm gonna spend this week prepping for the show figuring out how to play vgc playing a little bit of vgc so that maybe i understand exactly what's going on so my first answer is i don't exactly know what's going on the things i can pick up and general trends is that some stuff from regulation a is still very viable Oh yeah, mm-hmm. but mostly mostly in terms of pairs, right? Um, there were a lot of pairs in re- uh, in Regulation A that worked really well. Like a good example of that would be in DD in DD Armor Rouge. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a very popular pair because you can get expanding force off pretty easily from either Armor Rouge or in DD. On top of that, they both learn Trick Room. Actually, I don't think in DD can anymore. I think it's oh, in DD might not get it. No, I think it's exclusive to Armor. Rouge I right think now. it's just yes. Armor Rouge right now. Yeah. But anyway, you get expanding force. You also, they yep. both all have access to trick room. So you could get your trick room off without like knowing which one's going to mm-hmm. do what. And which is very, very weird mind games in and of itself. You know, indeed he gets great re- redirection, blah, blah, blah. Um, that, that's a good one. Another one that I saw was mouse ape is still very much alive and well. Very. Mm-hmm. So you can actually use a uh, mouse hold to beat up on annihilate, uh, and to get rage fist up at like crazy high levels. What is that? Two hundred fifty base power after a yeah after a after four that? beat up yeah 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 it's yeah it's crazy and that's not your opponent touching you either right mm-hmm mm-hmm and you've got bulk up happening at the same time typically because I think the bulk honestly the bulk up set's my favorite annihilate set so mm-hmm I hate it just because you live longer and especially with the treasures of ruin around like if you brought in uh, Chien Pao and you lowered their attacks right um that would be pretty nasty uh, and then. You know, like Sun's still there. I mean, it's Sun. Sun's very prevalent because Paradox Mons are here too. So any of the ancient Paradox Mons will get a boost from Torquil being around. But you can also still play like Chlorophyll shenanigans with Lilligant, which I think is good. Um, and then like the Treasures of Ruin themselves have been very game changing. Um, I mean, Wochien is definitely the weakest of them. It, you can play it. It will just take some finesse, and your team will need it. Um, but 
you know, Ting Lu is very good. Um, the typing is good. Itself is bulky. Um, the the only thing that's come out of this meta that I think people really dislike is the return of Oko moves being prevalent, uh, specifically on like Ting Lu and Xian Pao, because Ting Lu is like fissure all the way, and Xian Pao has sheer cold uh, occasionally. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah, stall has been a is actually kind of an archetype. It's still not a huge one, but I had legitimately. I thought there was a team that I watched from the Fort Wayne that lit- this is the team. This is from Yi uh, Wen Song. It was Corviknight, Toxapex, Wu Qian, Chi Yu, Ting Lu, Grimmsnarl. That is the that is like a stally bulky freaking team and there was it definitely one match chi yu didn't come so there was like the offensive pressure was just stall good so i'm like oh my gosh good this is a viable team <laughs> the the meta the metas here are actually kind of insane like this this meta is uh it from the limited experience i have because i'm still you know catching the rope it reminds me very much uh, it well it doesn't remind me but it's somewhere in between like early sun and moon meta where we just had this crazy year of just like stall teams are viable and it slowed the game down a bunch which i think you can do here as well like the game can be slow again and then you do have hyper offense that works very well as uh, on top of that it, it's just a it's a crazy time to be playing because like there's so many diff- new Pokemon that do different things. Like, Palafin's really big still. Ugh, yes. Yeah, I think if you look at... Honestly, if you look at the Fort Wayne teams, the top eight, they legit... the Like, the top six, or, like, the top five, all have fire, water, grass cores. And they all do slightly different things. Yes, you have... Amoongus is pretty much the best... Probably the best grass type still. I mean, the Wochian kind of, like, it just doesn't have Spore. If Wochian had Spore, I'd probably see it maybe considered a little more than Amoongus, but Amoongus still having the Spore and being the menace that it is in VGC, that's why it's there. Your fire types, you you can pick your Chiyu being the more offensive one. You have Arcanine as your bulky Intimidate Mon, the like, oh, you don't have inc- the Incineroar at home, you use that. Incineroar at home? <laughs> And then you also still have uh, Talonflame making appearance, and you use it as that tailwind, give your team that speed advantage. And then your water types, you've got Palafin being the bulky, hit everything, break everything. Iron Bundle's still there, too. Iron Bundle's good. Yeah, and then Gyarados is the other Arcanine, or is the water Arcanine, so you yeah. got that oh, used, Oh, yeah, a lot of them run support sets. Thunder Wave, Taunt, Helping Hand. Yeah, I was I was gonna I was gonna tell you earlier, Shark, because I think it was before the show we were talking about. We you almost made the comment that Incineroar might not have affected the meta, but I'm like any meta that Arcanine's in right now, uh, Incineroar would flourish in. Yeah, just swap it out. Yeah, no, because Incineroar is the is the superior Arcanine. It is just a it's just better Arcanine. Yeah, and the only issue is just that the dark weakness to the redundancy of it, but there really isn't a fighting type yet that has really- th- there's not a fighting- Chi Yu and Fluttermane would like to have a word with you about how Darkinders- <laughs> Yeah, like, ex- exactly. I mean, your Fluttermane doesn't have- yeah, Fluttermane, like, it could probably break Incineroar a little easier than Arcanine, but still, like- Honestly, does Incineroar resists both of- no. Mm. No, it's neutral. Yeah, it's neutral. It's neutral to it's fairy. It's neutral- yeah, but you could you could Terra you could just Terra Dark just Terra Dark it's fi- or Terra Terra Fire like it's fine. Yeah, it's yeah it's kind of interesting. You kind of have to flip around. But Gyarados the literally the Gyaradoses that are used here are Waterfall Taunt Thunder Wave and either Helping Hand or Iron Hit Head. 
kind of depending on what you need it to be. So they're just the big, there's either running Citrus or Lum, you know, just kind of that big support, you know, the support mon for these teams. So, yeah. So uh, going back to uh, what I was trying to trying to get into VGC this week, um, one of my pet peeves I found, especially lately um, in VGC is the lack of full movesets for teams that did perform well at tournaments. It's very hard to find like a paste. A lot of people won't like if you win. So it, it, compare this to TCG. Like TCG is very easy. Um, Seth and I, the night that we got back from Fort Wayne, could go on to limitlesstcg.com and we found the exact li- deck list of the person that won mm-hmm. Fort Wayne. Um, and we kicked ourselves because they were like one card off of. It was a Gudra. <laughs> it was a Gudra deck. It was one. It was one card off from our list. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's it's fine, guys. Hey, either either we made the right call or we're bad pilots, one of the two. <laughs> I think a lot of tournament runs also depend on what you hit during your tournament For run. Sure. Uh I play I played three Arc Duraldons, which are not the optimal setup for a Gudra deck. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Uh, on top of that, uh yeah, so you've you've got uh y- it's very frustrating to find it. Um, I did end up digging up a lot of resources to help me figure out what to do because I was trying to figure out like spreads and stuff for flutter mains and everything to, to see what people are running and why. It's very difficult to find that. There aren't a lot of good articles out there from my quick, from my research over a week, by the way. Like other people who are in it might have better understandings than I do. And I open up pucklepodcast.jiva.com for you to educate me. <laughs> or come on the discord we have a competitive doubles yes please please show me these resources because i cannot find them to save my life we have a few but it's the big thing with most of these pace like if you don't like you get the team sheet which is yes good. you get the it's team a good sheet. It, it's a good basis but it doesn't quite tell you how they're ev which does actually impact how some of these pokemon are used a lot actually so i found a fluttermane spread this week that was the difference between a fluttermane getting o-code by another fl- fluttermane or surviving mm. and so like that was that's great like i understand that um the problem is i wish the, the only reason i found that is because i just plugged in different numbers on showdown and i learned this playing um which is like i'm gonna argue is like half the battle doing it right because i'm not the kind of guy that's just gonna sit down on like the showdown calcs and like be like i need this much hp to survive a shadow ball. <laughs> so it was like, it was something that I, I was definitely playing with mm-hmm. and, and something that I am aware of. So I, I did want people to, uh, I don't know. It, it, that's my one frustration. I did find some great resources though. Um, one good resource I found, um, and this isn't the best resource I found was from, uh, Reddit, r slash rate my VGC team. Um, which was really helpful actually, because people would post their teams. Um, a lot of the times the teams would not be good, but that's where the that's where the help comes in. Yes. Um, another one was a uh, there was another Reddit thread I found, and I we sh- maybe I should post this in Discord later uh, after this episode post. But there was a mm-hmm. Reddit thread that I did find of a guy who found a bunch of teams that were performing well before Regulation C went live on cart. He found the teams that were doing well. Um. But it was, again, just like, here's the team sheet. And so what he did is he took his knowledge of how things worked, and he put his own spreads to them. And he goes, here are five teams. I don't know if they work. Here, vote on these and tell me which one you think is the best of these five. Uh, which was very helpful, because, like, one team was, like, obviously better than the rest. 
Um, and I could tell you that after playing with all of them. So that was that was an interesting resource. I hope that guy continues to do that every regulation uh, cycle. Um, I will follow that closely. That was an excellent resource. But the one that I found that I think was the best resource was um, surprisingly a uh, a Twitter account called VGC Pastes. Yeah, that's a good one. That's the one you shared with us before uh, for us to like talk. Yeah, yeah, because I thought it was a good resource because I was playing around with the teams as well. Um, and on top of that, um, they actually give they like this is the best like because I need digestible information. Like I'm, I'm not going to be the kind of person right now, especially with like how widespread my interest is in Pokemon right now. Um, I cannot sit down and digest, you know, you know, 20 Cybertron Zang videos um, to be able to learn what the current meta is right now. Um, also, that's not the way I learn. I'm not going to learn from lectures from Aaron Zang. Um, I, I'm going to learn by throwing the team into showdown and playing the game. Um, and then making my tweaks myself, learning how certain things work, maybe reading articles and learning how that works. And unfortunately, like I said, there's not a lot of good articles, but what they did do is they actually grabbed six sample teams, um, with, uh, with some notes actually from a Japanese account as well to help you learn these teams. Um, learn these archetypes as, uh, there are six of them. Um, this tweet will also get posted when the episode goes up as well. Um, but they, they gave a lot of archetypes. They give you the pace. They actually give you the rental codes. They give you the pokey pace, everything. They tell you what, what the team does in like two bullet points and then a list of how to beat them if you see them. Yep. That's the cool part to me. Yeah. And I really, really appreciate all of that. So I, uh, I really hope that it's a good resource for other people as well mm-hmm. um, to try to do it because I, I as somebody who's trying to get back into it, it's been very difficult, I think, lately, uh, just because there has not been a lot of information dissemination. I think a lot of that's because events weren't existing um, for for like a couple of years. So it's very hard to get into it. Uh, on top of that, we were in a very stale meta before this, before we hit Scarlet and Violet. So not a lot of there wasn't a lot of innovation to be had. Yeah. Yeah. U- being Ubers. Yeah. Ubers. Yeah. Uber's in a format that, yeah, for that long without any spice, yeah, it's just kind of got really stale really fast. Yeah. Tell y'all what, I'm making this toxic sushi team. It looks really fun. It does look really fun, yeah. It is right up my alley. I love it so much. Yeah, I I mean, I've played around with all of them. And I, I have found that I really like the uh, the sand archetype right now because it meshes really well with Ting Lu. Um, Lycanroc with Sand Rush is really good right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, in that regard, and um, I get to play with a Tyranitar, and Tyranitar is, you know, one of my favorite Pokemon. Yeah, honestly, like, Rock-type hits those Treasures of Rune really well, because uh, Fluttermane is, Fluttermane's frail, Iron Bundle's weak to Rock, specifically Excel Rock, uh, Chiyu's weak to Rock, Chien Pao's weak to Rock, so yeah, no, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good time to go for that sand right now, if you want to go anti-meta. I think sand is a lot of fun. Um, and I, yeah, you can pair it with like a lot of different things. Like Annihilate works pretty well with it for the most part. Um, you, you could also, you could throw it in like a Fluttermane. I think Fluttermane with Tinglu is kind of, um, not great. So I would not recommend it, but, um, I, I don't know. There are teams that use it successfully. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause it lowers its special attack. Yeah. Yeah. There's some teams that use it though, and they use it successfully. Uh, I mean, Tinglu is just the it's just the thing that just sits there and just sl- it slows the game down. Yeah, it just sits there. But it like it just won't die. Yeah, it's hard to kill. I mean, it's just good. You kind of need something like that. Yeah, it's hard to kill, and it really forces your opponents to either prioritize that because it can do a lot of damage too. Yeah, 
it, it, the team, they, like they, these teams, um, they'll all go up. They'll all go up, like I said, but I, I definitely recommend people try it out. It, it was definitely a, uh, this week was definitely an experience trying to get back into VGC. Um, one that's not going to end, but definitely something where I'm going to keep looking for resources. So I definitely appreciate anybody that can guide me further. Um, that's listening to the show, but I do want to try to disseminate like ways to enter without having to do crazy calcs all the time and sit just on showdown calc and figure it out. This isn't draft league In draft league. I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In VGC, I don't want to sit and do that a lot. I want to look at what other people's spreads are. And then once I get an idea of what those spreads do, maybe be able to tailor my own based on that. You know, once I understand what the point is. Mm-hmm. No, just go max, max everything. Uh, to be fair, there was a while in Sword and Shield where like that was just optimal on a lot of things. It was just to go max, max. Mm-hmm. Um, and it felt good because I'm like, my inner singles player really likes this. My inner singles player is just like very happy about this. Wo Chen goes maximum HP, maximum defense, Yug. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's all I'm looking at, man. That's all I'm looking at. But we'll see. Yeah, uh, I don't have much else to talk about other than like, it's a new meta. Um, this is a great time to get into it as well. I- I'm sure it'll shift once we get home a little bit. I mean, we do get a lot of Pokemon, but I don't think a lot of them are going to be illegal. It depends. They have to be the the. The Regulation C right now goes to June 30th, so we have it for quite a while. Thank you. And it specifically says that it has to be in the Paldea decks. Good, 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 good. I don't think home will change it at all, especially if the moveset thing... Not until July. Yeah. Not until July. Not until July. Which, by that point, home will be there. So we've got a while. We We got some time. Yeah. And, I mean, that is... EUIC, that is NAIC, that is a lot of big level tournaments that are happening under this. That should be the end of the season. That'll be the end of the season. So anything after this, after Regulation C, will affect 2024 Worlds? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That should be at that point. You shouldn't have anything. So this is the last actual VGC meta before Worlds. And Worlds, I guess, depends if they'll keep it Regulation C or they'll allow home shenanigans with the Sui Mons and whatever. Or whatever Regulation D is. I don't know if that will mean that Koridon and Miraidon are free. No, please. No, they shouldn't. They shouldn't do that for a long time. Not till, <laughs> not till every DLC and stuff is done and over with. So Right, yeah. Yeah. Or who knows? Maybe we'll get another Walking Wake and Iron Leaves. We don't know anything. True. But mm-hmm. yeah. But are they in the Paldea decks? Nope. I don't even no, think they're eligible. T- no, they no they're, not. Not. they're not. They're not. They don't have dex entries. So, I mean, <laughs> what? Yeah. Even then, when they we get their dex entry, yes, this is looks like Suicude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. That is dex entry for Iron Leaves and Walking Wake. All right. Well, that's going to be it for VGC. If you guys have any opinions on VGC uh, or TCG for that matter, let us know at PucklePodcast.gmail.com next week, and we might read it on the show. But until next time, uh, I think we're going to kick it on over to our Pokemon of the episode. We'll catch you on the flip-flop. Poke of the episode. Welcome to our Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 1003. I hate that I said that larger of a number. Tinglu, the ruinous Pokemon. Its Pokemon Violet entry reads, It slowly brings its exceedingly heavy head down upon the ground, splitting the earth open with huge fissures that run over 160 feet deep. I do love that they made a Pokemon that's like straight up just like fissures. Um, Also, I love that they nerfed the ruined Pokemon. 
when they yeah, when the game they launched. even came out before they even came out they nerfed them by like yep. five points. yeah there was just like five a tiny ten. little i think they were all 10 points 10 points it was 10 points yeah it was 10 points this nerf. is hp for this one hp defense hp defense uh oh. special attack got buffed for no reason yeah uh, yeah, it's to. I think it was just because they needed to nerf it HP yeah. and defense stats by the yeah, by fifteen, got- and they had to throw it back on Spatuka. Base one sixty five would have been stupid, so I do not blame them. Base one sixty sixty five would have been stupid. Could you imagine Tingly with the five hundred thirty five four HP? Like that'd be insane. What is this thing? What did this thing clad itself in? Uh, fear, 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 fear. I love how the ruinous things all have like one of the entries is this. Uh, X emotion yes. in this item clad itself in type to become a Pokemon. <laughs> I mean, Tinglu is Tinglu is still very good even after the nerf. It's base one fifty five HP. That's like twenty points lower. Uh, Isn't Chen Pao hatred? Uh, yeah, it's hatred for Chen Pao. Like I, I love it. Base one ten attack. Base one twenty five defense. Bulky boy. Uh, base eighty special defense. So Fluttermane can punch it in the face. Um, yeah, it's 55 special attack. You would think. 55, it wishes it could, but then it gets a special attack drop, so that it doesn't matter. Yeah. But then it doesn't matter, so it's fine. It really doesn't, because, like, I did, I pulled up a calc just out of pure curiosity, and most of these set, most Ting Lu's tend to be assault vests. Yeah, I know. With, oh the, my with God. enough HP, with, like, yeah. even if you don't put in HP, you just put in Spadef and AV, it could, it's a two, it's a roll to Tuco with Iron Bundle. Yes. What? Specs. Yep. What? Yep. Holy mackerel. So, legitimately, I have seen a video evidence this week where Ting Lu was the last Pokemon on one person's side of the field, mm-hmm. and it got off three fissures, two of them huh. connected. Yeah, one of, uh, one of the so best- So it was like, it was this yeah. close to pulling it back. It could have gone 4-0 after yeah. going with, off a of fissure. Tinglu is so bulky. One of the best partners for it's like Amoongus, which I believe is on the team this week as well, just because you just mm-hmm. pollen puff it and you just keep it alive. Um, oh. if, and Amoongus is big and is bulky enough too to like stay alive unless you've got a flying type or a fire type like focusing on it. Yeah. But if it's a if it's a fire type, like you just protect with Amoongus and then Tinglu just takes it out and it doesn't matter anymore. And Tinglu is so cool. Like Tinglu Tinglu is I so I think I think Chin Pao and uh Chi Yu are both getting slightly more usage than it just because those are like the cool, hot, hyper offensive guys. But Tinglu is just so good. It I think is, they pair better with other things. I think that's the thing. Chin yes. Pao and uh Chi Yu pair better with offensive threats. You are than correct. You are correct. To be defensive about it. Yes, you are so. correct. But Tinglu is just very good. I think yeah. Tinglu is very good. Um so we can jump into the team today. It is a VGC team. This is actually uh in the top four at fort wayne uh so we could have seen Mm -hmm. this team in action seth but we were too busy uh being too busy being good yeah good good in quotes getting the giant sprigatito plush with enough points (laughs) that is what we focused on and i got a little zapdos lego thing which i built and and making horrendous gameplay errors against a small child inside events, <laughs> which I did, and had to have a two prize penalty. It was great. Uh, yeah, playing <laughs> playing against. Uh, I played. I played against so many children inside it. events, and I beat them all. And I felt kind of bad. But I didn't. This kid was incredible. That kid. Wow. That kid was good. I I played. He was amazing. I played like her, his seven year old sister though, and I felt bad because she yeah. <laughs> she was like really cool, and like we talked for a little bit, yeah. and you know, she was asking about my cats. 
<laughs> yeah. And I was just like, oh, I'm sorry I beat you. Uh, but yeah, and she I was accidentally cheating against her brother. Whoops. And she knows how to uh, she knew how to scoop better than I did. So, hey, there you go. Yeah. yeah anyway. Yeah. OK, but <laughs> moving, on, moving on, moving uh, on Ting with an assault vest like we were just talking about. Vessel of ruin <laughs> is the ability. Terratype grass. It's actually one of the better ones. Um, EVs, uh-huh. 4 HP, 196 attack, 12 defense, 252 special defense. There's your max stat, Seth. Um, uh, and 44 speed. Yikes. I assume the 44 speed is because this is how much we had left over after we did our calcs for a required. It actually outspeeds King Gambit with no oh, speed. So you, you go. gotta, you actually, that something. makes sense. That makes sense. And that was a pretty, that was one of the more popular steel types that you see. So it at least outspeeds that. Yep, uh, this is an adamant nature. I know you've changed this set slightly. Um, the only thing I did was I put on Fissure over Earthquake on this because I think Fissure is a much better move, I think, with I agree with Assault Vest version. I if, agree um, with you. Functional question. Yes. If Earthquake misses one of the opposing targets, not necessarily both of them. No. Oh, you're gonna. I know what you're gonna ask. You're gonna ask I if the power I goes up. I don't think it triggers with. Yeah, I don't think it triggers stomping tantrum. Hmm. I have Did to double check that, but I don't think so. Yeah. Anyway, continue on. Uh, it has stomping tantrum. It has ruination, which is just uh, what was the tapu move? Um. Uh. Nature's nature's, ma- nature's madness. Nature's madness. Thank madness. you. It is nature's yep. mad. It is nature's madness it's again. Super fang. Um, and fissure as well as heavy slam for a little bit of coverage because Tinglu actually gets surprisingly little coverage. Um, yeah. Uh, which is I probably okay for such a bulky mon. Like last thing we need is Tinglu like spitting out flamethrowers or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Honestly, it, in other formats, it really suffers from like anything with flying or levitate. Yeah. So yeah, it kind of needs the extra coverage when it can get yep. it. But honestly, it gets by without it too. At the same time, yeah, it, no, it really does. So fat. <laughs> yeah, uh, you've also got Arcanine on this team um, because Arcanine, good boy, um, with safety goggles, so it can't be put asleep by an Amoongus. Uh, it also has Intimidate because Intimidate is also good. Uh, it's got uh, the Flying Terra type, which is probably for the best. Uh, probably to go with the Earthquake that was originally on the Tinglu, um, so you could partner mm-hmm. the two together. But it's got. Uh, it's got 252 HP, 52 attack, 68 defense, 44 special defense, and 92 speed. Those are all numbers. And that means it's bulky. Um, it's got an adamant nature, so you can hit with this flare blitz. It does have Will-O-Wisp, which is a really nice tech to have to burn other physical attackers. Um, you have Howl, so you can get your own attack boosts. Um, and you have extreme speed, because Arcanine has extreme speed, and I like priority in this meta a lot. Like, just having one Mon with a priority, I think, is very important. And this team, I think, has at least three. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, which is also all good for it. So, uh, yeah, I will let somebody else take something else. Yeah, uh, I'll go ahead and take some of the, the big offensive pressures on this team. Um, you have the the big Pokemon of the format, Fluttermane. Uh, it is rocking booster energy with its EV spreads are set up so it boosts attack. Uh, its uh, EV spreads are 76 HP, 100 defense, 108 spatak, 4 defense, and 220 speed. It is modest, so it is triggering that spatak just a little bit more than its speed. Um, it is rocking Dazzling Gleam, Moonblast, Shadow Ball, and Protect. 
So it's just got enough defense to probably survive some of these more physical offenses, but also still trying to maximize its offensive pressure it can. Mm-hmm. So it can get outsped and outcrapped by other flutter mains, but this is nearer probably about as much as you can push it without losing the defenses. Yeah, the defenses are nice to have. Uh, they are nice to have on flutter main. Yeah, it's not going to be the fastest flutter main. I think you could definitely push this faster. But it's definitely one of the best, like, at least it c- at least gives you the probably the most firepower. While yes. Also still being fast. Yeah. I don't disagree with you. Uh, all right. What's next? On the other side of the table, you have a bulky, physically offensive palafin. Uh, As you should. Mystic water. Yes. Honest to goodness, you never need to invest speed in. No, you in don't. Palafin he has most jet of the punch. Time. He has jet punch. <laughs> Yeah, it's Mystic Water, ability zero to hero, uh, it, max HP, max attack, adamant, uh, four in defense, uh, just because you throw it there. It's, oh, uh, it's terror type is water, and uh, Fluttermane's terror type is fairy, what? because you need the offensive typing. Yeah, you ju- yeah, you just make him go water, and then you hope your opponent has a Pelipper, and then you just go, papa. Yep, and- jet punch, wave crash, haze, and protect. That is all you need on a Palafin. Most of the time. Every, every time I see Palafin, I think back to Shamu and I's madness when we were trying to figure out how the heck to evolve it. Before, I was there. Before that we was... knew, you were there for at least part of our descent. You need a pal. Do you need to fight a Scovillain? Do you need to stand in the cutout? Like, <laughs> Do you need to stand in the cutout? It we were, was so funny. I'm glad that I'm glad there were no there were no Runa Regress evolutions. Okay, right. Uh, this is so much better than a Runa Regress evolution. This is this is more on par with oh, like yeah. a Malamar. You have to stand in the full moon on a Tuesday. <laughs> you must take exactly 52 damage, and then you walk through this arch. No, not that arch. This arch, and then big, big Nintendo. My dad works at Nintendo slash Playground Vibes from the whole Runa Regress. Runa Regress was bad. Oh. Runa, I hate evolution methods like that because how are you ever expected to figure it Hold out? Hold down B. It would be different anyway, if like the- there were more NPCs that were telling you how to do it. But right, yeah, not we have Google. Though. Yeah, there was no hints. Yeah. Anyway, I've got the backbone of the team. We have Among Us holding a Rocky Helmet. Its ability is Regenerator, and its Terra type is Steel, because it's good to have resistance, palette. EVs are 236 HP, 156 defense, 4 special attack is left over, 108 special defense, and 4 speed, because why not, with a bold nature. Moveset of Spore, of course. Rage Powder, of course. Pollen Puff for the aforementioned Keep Ting Lu Alive strategy, and Protect, because this is VGC. That is our Amoongus that we have copied. Hooray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope. Pretty standard. Steel is not a bad Terra. I've seen water. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's going to be interesting to see. I think the steel will evolve depending on. It just depends on whether Fluttermane's going to be the big things going forward, or is it going to be Chiyu or whatnot. You kind of. It just kind of depends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So whatever it needs to be to not die to the special attackers is what it's it notable that it's cool with the steel type now with our small change that we've made to the Tinglu with the Fisher. Mm. Um, because it's not hit by the earthquake. Yeah, because yeah, earthquake next to this or your other Pokemon does not seem like great ideas. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. And yeah. finally, as the sort of backbone, but also sort of monster, we have King Gambit holding black glasses as its item. Its ability is defiant because that's the better of the two for VGC. And Terra-type is, of course, dark. EVs are 252 HP, 252 attack, and 4 special defense with an adamant nature for maximizing that attack and bulkiness. And moveset is Swords Dance, Kowtow Cleave, Sucker Punch for yet more priority, and Protect. Pretty good King Gambit, just pure dark. Dark is good coverage, other than, you know, the ruins but mm-hmm. you trick them into terror them by now. You you, yeah. you trick them. You just trick them. Yeah. But yes, it is a fun team. I absolutely recommend you go play it. I'm so, super happy we found a top four from Luca Treguli. Yeah, I'm gonna mispronounce that horribly. Um, but yeah. I'm super happy we got a team with with uh, spreads so that we can yeah. learn a little bit more yeah, and no, figure out what's great going on. To see the spreads here. So uh, yeah, this team will definitely be on the Patreon in shiny form. So definitely make sure you join if you're interested in that. Um, also, we're going to be doing on Patreon a uh, on April 28th, I believe we're going to have a cool uh, a cool like meetup night. We're either going to pl- I think we're going to play Jackbox with just the patrons. Ooh. So yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Five dollars and up. So make sure you join it if you uh, if you're interested in that. Um, up until then, though, guys, uh, we're going to kick it on over to the mailbag. Welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is the part of the show where you can email us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com and let us know what you think about the topic. Uh, last week, we asked you guys, or not last week, but two weeks ago, we asked you how you felt about the end of the anime. I was very emotional about it myself, so I'm looking to see what you guys have to say. Um, of course, this segment is always brought to you by the fictional energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. 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 And as always, we'll give out the Green Tauros badge to whoever we deem worthy, whether that is you started a conversation, you made a funny haha, or, uh, yeah, we just like you that day. I don't know. <laughs> There's really no rule, rhyme, or reason to how the Green Tauros badge works. It just does. Um, all right. So our first email is going to come to you from Atomic Pandemonium. And I believe Shark Finnegan has this one. Hi, Puckle Crew. I've never written in before, but I figured what better time than on a topic that I have great many opinions on. A small comment from a practical standpoint, Ash really should have worn his new shoes around town to break them in before he condemned himself to wearing them all day, every day. <laughs> right? <laughs> I do see the symbolism in the new shoes, both for Ash and for the anime. For Ash, it's simple as new shoes, new adventure. For the anime, it falls into what you said about wearing out the possibilities with Ash and needing a fresh start. I also see a lot of parallelism in this episode, including the shoes. I remember in the early series, he used to get a new outfit at the start of each new region, so the shoes pay a nice homage to that, while also tying in his old hat logo. The other parallels both successful and failed. I appreciate the parallel you pointed out at the start of the final arc where Ash and Pikachu were wondrously aiming around. To be honest, though, I do see the lack of Ho-Oh as a failed parallel. They should have brought Ho-Oh in to book in the series to the point at about making the ending timeless since Ho-Oh flew over before the start of several other journeys. Why would it be flying by ruin a timelessness now? It happened enough to not inherently represent an ending, but would also tie things up with a nice bit of symmetry. 
My my only comment about that is that they already kind of played out that thing, that part. Um, like there was a nice arc with Ash meeting Ho in Johto. Um, and then like at the end of Johto, because like the first five seasons are kind of like one continuous block of story. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of Johto, like Ho flies towards Ho and he's like, maybe I'll go to Ho <laughs> Yeah. So if they would have done it again, it would have felt like another reuse of the trope. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I saw like I have to go back and see that. I didn't remember that offhand, and it just maybe that there's been so long that I didn't. I don't. I I only remember things very clearly about the first five seasons, and then after that, it just it's very choppy. Hmm. Uh, also, if they weren't going to bring Ho back, they shouldn't have had a rainbow. Rainbows are rather strongly tied to O, and if Rainbow hadn't been there. I I might have minded Ho's non-presencelessness. The rainbow really only serves to emphasize that Ho didn't come. Which I think, like, if you can't, like, uh, given that, knowing that it is, they did go have Ash meet Ho, then yeah, it makes sense that at least the rainbow was there, just to kind of give you that sort of parallel. But yeah, maybe they could have thrown something in there. I don't know. But yeah. I also like the idea you had on paralleling the start of the new anime with the start of the old. It would be absolutely perfect to see ash's battle with leon from a tv screen like ash saw the game opening from from one i'm telling you that would be the perfect start that would be the perfect start yeah, yeah. will the writers see it that way i can only hope they won't <laughs> yeah they won't i did like seeing pidgeot it's been so long since we he left that it was really good to see him again i would note that it is implied by the credits in the last episode of journeys that ash did briefly meet butterfree again you mentioned squirtle but didn't mention him Ash did see him, even if it was only a credit scene. I thought they had a whole episode with it, but I don't know. I they didn't. Just... There was like there was like another Caterpie. It was very confusing. Oh, okay. We had hoped like there were a lot of like pre shots before the series came out that he was going to see Butterfree, and I'm kind of disappointed he didn't. Yeah, like a couple. I, I like I'm upset that he didn't see Butterfree, and I'm upset he didn't go see Primate. Like those are the only things I'm kind of upset about. What about a Haunter? Uh, Haunter, I'm not as worried about, because Haunter, he's just like, I'm giving you to Sabrina. That's like, fair. Done. Haunter, he'll find when he's dead again. I, I don't know what the Japanese was for Primate, but in the English it was, oh, keep training and then like you'll get stronger and I'll come back for you, right? Yeah. Um, but maybe the Japanese was like, I'm giving you to these guys so you can become better. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Ash had some cool Pokemon and he just gives them away. Mm-hmm. The last episode was simultaneously exactly what it needed to be while also managing to feel a bit empty. In the first half of the episode, I was left wondering what was happening because the idea of Ash ever being happy just hanging out with Pallet Town forever was ridiculous. Having Ash and Pikachu head out was very anticlimactic, but it was also the only thing that could possibly have happened. Anything else, it would have felt very out of character for Ash. It was the right thing for his character, even if it wasn't the grand ending that my nostalgia might have hoped for. In some ways, the same is true for Ash's presence as the main character in the anime entirely. I hate to say, see Ash go because I grew up with him as the lead character of the anime. I cannot remember a time where I didn't watch Ash's adventures, but at the same time, Ash became the champion of champions. He couldn't have climbed any higher. While Ash as a character will continue the journey and adventure from a narrative viewpoint, his journey would have felt trite and inconsequential. With Ash as the lead, there's nowhere else for the series to go. As much as I might miss him, it was time for it to move on. On a personal level, the timing is eerily perfect as it could be. At the same time, Ash heads out for his new journey. I head off for college and a new chapter of my own life. At the same time, I send... Ash is older than them. (laughs) (laughs) At the same time, I send Ash off to a new adventure as my parents send me off the same. 
In some ways, I think I feel the same about both. Thanks for listening. Atomic Pandemonium. Yeah, that's how I feel. I don't know. Like, I... I definitely feel a little bit like we're losing a friend, but he'll he'll be back. He'll be back. Oh yeah, we'll see him one day. Mm-hmm. There's no way. There's no way they kill him off. Like there's gonna be a Pokemon movie or something. You'll catch him later. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Seth. <laughs> thanks, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got this next email from the Real Thintros. Hi again, Puckle Crew. The Real Thintros here. I rambled on too long in my last email, but I hope to make this one more concise. The host on the last episode summed up my feelings pretty well that's it thanks bye (laughs) no but i did have feelings about ash's last episode how could i not this little kid with a love for poke of pokemon woke up late one day and started an adventure that really saw him become the very best like i said in my last email he might not get the title of pokemon master but he's still out there now taking that next step and that's that's really all it means anyway i loved how they gave everyone a little bit of a send-off even gary oak turned up a rival is there to keep you on your toes and keep and push you to your best. Just when Ash might have let his drive go, Gary gives him that, but are you there yet? Then keep going attitude. He didn't say smell you later, but he might as well have. <laughs> <laughs> I do miss rivals that are a little bit mean. I do miss these so much, though. Gladion's like the closest thing we got mm-hmm. uh, in the recent history. Well, there might be a new one in this new, new anime. Uh, in the anime, yeah, but not in the games. True. I loved how Ash went to see the new starters to get picked up, picked by new t- trainers. Imagine a young kid turning up at Oak's lab for their first day as a trainer, and the actual world champion is there, grinning like a fool to see you off. I can't. That's actually it. Good. Happened in Galar. Um. Uh. While Ash and Pikachu were caught in the storm, there's a moment when Ash turns it to Pikachu and says, "It'll be over soon," and that's when it really hit me. Um. That's true. It was like really crazy. That last episode was just like. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. It was a lot, man. When. It- I was hoping that, like, that last episode would have been all 11 episodes, but I understand that it couldn't be. Mm-hmm. When Ash threw that stick in the air and it's spinning, I genuinely thought they might end the episode there, leaving us hanging, just imagining which direction they took. Could have been a pretty cinematic way to end things, but I do like what we got, too. Anyway, I haven't gotten many people IRL that really follow Pokemon like I do, so I can't talk with anyone about this. Listening to the pod last week felt really good. Thank you for that. Even writing this letter was surprisingly cathartic. Thanks again, and keep it up, the real Thintros. Yeah, it was actually like, I don't know. I had feelings that I didn't think I could feel about uh, the anime. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, man. I don't know. It's just weird because like, it's just somebody that's been there like your whole life, right? Um, and you've just you, like, you've watched him grow as you grow, right? Like Ash, like his first couple of seasons was pretty incompetent. And then you see him make like milestones like throughout his life while you're making milestones. And maybe you're not watching the show actively, but like you, you're aware of them. As a Pokemon fan, right? You're at least aware of his milestones. I can speak for that front, yes. Yes, you're at least like aware that like, oh man, he got this in this tournament. He did this in this tournament, right? Um, Or he caught this Pokemon, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. As that happens, you're just like, oh man. Uh, you're just like, I'm making strides in my life too, right? And it's just, it's like losing a friend after a while. Um, And it, it just feels, it feels weird. It feels weird. Uh, to be fair there aren't a lot of characters that have gone on like 26 years yeah and then we're just like and then just like leave and have no like nobody doesn't feel anything after 27 years of something happening right mm-hmm. so that that checks out this all checks out so our feelings are valid that's all i'm that's all i'm gonna throw out there and say mm-hmm. all of our feelings are valid <laughs> uh all right well thank you for that real thin truce and then we've got one last email that that seth insists that we read yes 
And it is important to know who it is from before I continue. You go ahead. This email is from Samsung Smart Fridge, and I will begin. Assuming the question is the same since there was a week skipped, I haven't played Scarlet and Violet since I lack the hardware to run those games, so I can't tell you how fun they would be, but they must be good since someone is using me to write an email about them. Although, I can share what my favorite Pokemon are. In order... I'd say it's this. Again, I remind you, this is written by Samsung's Smart Fridge. Number one, Rotom Frost. Number two, Frigibax. And number three, Rayquaza. Keep up the good work with the podcast and stay cool. Samsung Smart Fridge. Thanks, Seth. Thanks for reading that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for sending us that email, Trev. Uh, all right. So uh, who do we want to give the Green Taurus badge to? You know my vote. <laughs> who is your vote? <laughs> the Fridge. That does not count. The Fridge. The Fridge does not get it. <laughs> I, I'm like an Atomic Pandemoniums. Yeah. I think Atomic Pandemonium is where I'm going as well. So you can still vote for the fridge, Seth, but it doesn't count. <laughs> Consider my vote cast. Yep. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Atomic Pandemonium, we'll get you that badge. Uh, next week, if you want to talk, send us an email. Let us know uh, what you feel about VGC slash TCG and what you guys want to know more about there. Um all right, and if you want to keep up with us throughout the week, the best way to do so is come to our Discord at PuckleDiscord.com. You can also follow us over on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, and, of course, you can go ahead and uh, follow us on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash PucklePodcast. Uh, I should be streaming on Wednesday this week. I'm trying to get it set up for Wednesdays because I was going to do Tuesdays originally, but then, catch this, I forgot I'm joining a summer bowling league. That's on Tuesday nights. Oh, fun. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I can't do that. So we're going to switch to Wednesdays because uh, the bowling league starts in like three weeks. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it'll be a good time. They're going to let me bowl again. Yay. It's going to be, yay, back to the grind. Uh, too many hobbies. Let's stop. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you can always join our Patreon to help support the show at patreon.com slash pucklepodcast where you can get a bunch of rewards. But yeah, that's that's usually it. That's all the things. I'm going to go ahead and uh, sign off here, I guess, because here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, I've been Trainer Thatch. I've been Seth Vilo. I've been Shark Finnegan. Like I said, in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. 